Hey, good morning. Okay, first of all, I'm going to practice. No, I'm not going to practice. The Randy thing, you know, Randy does it somehow with the same hand. I don't know how you do it, but... So I'll close it up and probably won't drink, drink today. Yeah. So I belong to Bunny, and Bunny belongs to me. And uh, Bunny, just to let you know, we've been uh, part of SOMA um, dozen years, dozen and a half years. So we were uh, part of a big church up in Redmond, pastoring, uh, actually pastoring outside people, church of uh, four or 5,000. And uh, Lord graciously uh, opened up a door for us to care for the people who weren't connected. Uh, so we did that for seven years, formed a team of about 100 people, 120 people, fabulous people, people who taught us while we taught them. And, uh, but that, that ended, and one day uh, that summer, uh, our son said, hey, have you ever, um, ever heard of Soma's Lakes? S-O-M-E, what's that mean? I have no idea. So, uh, yes, down to Tacoma. Like, dude, that is an hour away. But we'll give it a shot because we trust you. And we uh, landed in a warehouse down on Pacific Avenue. And uh, everybody was quite a bit younger than us. That seems to happen. I don't get it. But uh, so we... uh, we love it here, and I'm glad to be able to, to um, continue this uh, Lord's Prayer piece. Uh, it's, it's a genius prayer. It's a genius prayer that I think I've uh, really sort of didn't get the geniosity of it, that word. Um, but I see it more and more over these years that it's brilliant, line by line. And uh, so today we're... We're at, did something pop up yet? No. We're, we're going to pray the, the Lord's Prayer again. We're going to do it a little differently today. Here's how it's going to go. There's five verses, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It's five, I think. And what we'll do is we'll pray the, the, the one line as, as heartily as you can today. Lord, and you can say, Lord, help me to pray. You can say that you, you can pray that right now. Lord, help me to pray. So you're going to pray this verse, verse 9. That'll give you an opportunity to pray to the Lord yourself, like regarding that. For instance, uh, you may pray, uh, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then you may say something like, um, I'm so grateful that you're my dad. Uh, I know it came at great cost to you to become my dad. You may say that. Or you may say, for instance, uh, I do want to honor your name. Forgive me for abusing your name, for profaning it last week. Could be something like that. So what I'll, we'll do is we'll, we're going to stand in a minute, and we'll pray this prayer, just that one line, then I'll give you a time to, if you want, if you're comfortable, can't see why you wouldn't, it's all very private, uh, it's like, but it is Lord, help me to pray, and see if the Lord's Spirit brings a, a prayer to you, 
Just uh, offer that to him, and then we'll go to the next line and the next line. Okay, you got the idea? Stand up, please. And let's, uh, let's pray this Lord's Prayer. I'll start you off here. Our Father, where's the numbers? No numbers there. Okay, we can handle it. Our Father, together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Okay. Okay. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Give us, give us this day our daily bread. This, oh, that's the next line. Can't do that one. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. I know this is a really hard exercise. <laughs> anyway, here you go to pray. And forgive us our debts as we forgive debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Now let's back up and read it and pray it all again. Just as best you can, go vertical. Okay, here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Amen. Have a seat. There's some, there is a genius to this prayer. Would you agree? There's a holy genius. Uh, maybe some of us along the way said, Jesus, couldn't you come up with something just a little better than that? Maybe you've never done that. That's good. Um, this is what he, this is divine uh, this is an eternal prayer. And so um, I'd like to encourage you to practice asking the Spirit, which may be a little hokey to you, but it actually works because he's very real. And if you're a believer, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. I know you know that. What do you do with that? It's the craziest thing. For years, I was part of a church that it was Father, Son, and... They really, it really was. They were just sort of afraid of him. Let's not make a big deal about him. Father and son, the father, mm, son, mm, Holy Spirit. I, I, I love those people, but they didn't help me. It took me a lot of years to find out. Holy Spirit was actually a P-E-R-S-O-N. And he's, he's as near as you can get. So I started to test it, and it's terrific. Because he's terrific. So my encouragement, uh, it's a daily prayer, right? Daily bread must be like every day. And even though you got daily bread, you lucky people, a lot of people don't. So you can start praying for the people who don't. I encourage you to, you can pray this prayer. You can even, it's okay. It's legal to do it more than once in a day. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm being jocular, but trying to like wake you up a bit. It's like Terrific. So today we're going to look at the first half of verse 12, which is not there because there's no numbers. Just kidding, bro. Um, so it's forgive, give us our debts. Could you say it out loud? Forgive us our debts. Also could be our trespasses, 
and elsewhere are sins. Same deal. Different versions and different parts of the Bible. Forgive us our debts. Now, some of us may smile uh, when we think of the word debts. We may think of the college debt that we owe mom and dad still, or, uh, or maybe the government, uh, or maybe it's the loan that you still haven't quite got paid back to your friend, and that was five years ago. Um, <clears throat> and you're saying, wouldn't mind if all that was behind. Now, maybe you people are so good in finances, you don't have any debt, but uh, this is a different kind of deal. And they're, they're legitimate prayer concerns to bring to God that you do have debts. Lord, help me to be responsible with my debts. And it's, debts are more than just money, as you know. So, but Jesus was thinking deeper here than just than dollars. This request, forgive us our sins, it can be confusing. It's been confusing to me in the past because it's like, I thought... When I became a believer, I was a believer like four or five years old. Thank God for two old ladies who were at least 35. Um, well, I was only five, so they were like really old. And they brought the gospel to me, and I welcomed, opened up my heart to Jesus. Wow, thank you, Lord, for that. We get confused because I thought I was saved. Now I'm having to like pray this prayer. I thought my sins were forgiven. They are. Uh, that's, that idea, uh, that truth is, when you first trusted Jesus as your Savior, you were completely forgiven of all your sin that had separated you from God. That was the issue. You're apart, we were apart from God, and because of the cross and, and the Spirit of God leading us to trust that work of the cross, we have been saved and we have been forgiven. It's called justification. It's a good big doctrinal word. So we are made just by a just God who, is, who through his son has paid the debt for us. It's fabulous stuff. Amen? It's a wonderful truth. You were declared just. You were declared right with God because of Jesus' shed blood, because of the life he gave for your sin. Here in this prayer, we understand a holy God as our Father and we his children, we who are being impacted by sin often. Our sins, other people's sins that mess us up, that create a reaction, and in, in, in not addressing it well, we become impacted. I've got here in my notes, we become soiled, we feel bad, we, we're tarnished. Uh, and in, normally in our own self-focus, we love us, and we do not love the Lord, and we do not love others really well. Even our spouse, our kids, our neighbors, that's a debt that God uh, has given us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor. That's what I'm calling you to, and when we don't, in a sense, there's a debt that we owe God. And so, therefore, we're talking about forgive us our debt. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, let's read it together. 
If we confess our sins, you like that verse? I love it. That's an everyday deal often. It's a valuable verse. I want you to love the word of God. I want to encourage you in this. This is called sanctification. This is not justification. We don't get saved again. We don't become a, a Christian again. But we start to grow. A, a certain sanctity, a certain sacredness develops in our lifestyle, in our life ways. Something good is happening when we talk truth to God who knows our stuff already. So we are, we are relating ourselves as children to a father who already knew that we gave the dog at the table the food we were supposed to eat. Ever been there? That's not funny. It's funny to me. Because um, we found out much later that our youngest daughter of four kids was feeding the dog. Very naughty girl. I don't think she's ever confessed that to the Lord, but... Um, <laughs> I will, I will speak to her this afternoon now that I realize that she probably hasn't. I'm not sure if she'll take it well. Oh. <clears throat> so what do we do with, with a, a recognized sin in our life? We repent. Repent means a change of mind. I'm not going <laughs> to go through this with my daughter. Uh, but I am with you. We, it's a second thought. I love that idea. I thought this was, no, no, that's not, this is the way. Oh, I changed my mind. I repent of what I said. Please forget that. This is where I'm going. That's called repentance. I love that. I love to the breakdown of that word. It, it makes it clear to me. How often should you be repenting? Frequently. Unless you're so, such sweethearts, it's crazy. I'd like to meet you. We'll talk. Um, and confess our sin. What does it mean to confess our sin? It means, get this, are you making notes? It means to say the same thing. That's so helpful. So, Lord, What was wrong with that? Where did I go wrong? And the Spirit of God will teach us. It may not be that today. It may be along the way. Oh, okay, I get the connection. Well, I agree with you. That, that was wrong. And so we confess as best we can what we, how we see, I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I apologize, Father. Please forgive the way I hurt that person. So what does confession sound like? Well, here's a couple scenes. Scene one, the two-year-old is at the table fiddling with the plate of food, not for the first time, and crash, it hits the floor. What do you say? Asks the mom. Sorry, mama. Okay, dear, let's be careful next time. Two-year-old. Ten-year-old, scene two. This may be a little over the top. This kid's very spiritually minded. 
The 10-year-old was at the table, fiddling with his plate of food, not for the first time, and crash. The mother looks up from her meal. The son says, my bad mom, definitely. Please forgive my thoughtlessness. I aim to be more careful next time. Let me grab a mop and take care of it. It doesn't sound real. (laughs) He owed a debt. What he owed was love. He owed to love. That's what he owed. That was a debt there. And he was forgiven, as the mom says on my next page. Thank you, son. I forgive you. Now, that kid confessed. He said the same thing. His mom discerned, he's being thoughtless again, doesn't care, but he confessed and he was released. He was forgiven. If the hope of, if if the, the hope is that when he's 15, the hope of, uh, is that plate fiddling is a thing of the past. (laughs) If not, ideally he will discern now at a deeper level that there's a certain lovelessness It's a little deeper now. There's a certain, not just thoughtlessness, but it's a lovelessness. I don't give a rip. I'm in a hurry and whatever. And at that level, one hopes he will also ask forgiveness, but only now he's going deeper. He's discerning more deeply his sin. That's called maturing. Oh, I forgot. No, you didn't forget. You were negligent. Oh, yeah, forgive me for being negligent. You're negligent because, oh, yes. And so we grow along the way, and we grow up. And we start to see the depths of our debt, the depths of our sin, and we start giving it because the Spirit will teach us what that really is. That's really helpful to me. And it's often or always an L-O-V-E issue. He went online and looked up self hyphen, which I've done. You got to work, at least me fiddling around with my phone. It's like, I can't find it. But it's, it's there. It's quite dramatic. If you're interested in knowing what your heart is like, your natural heart, it's full of self hyphen stuff. Check it out. Check it out. It's called SIN. We're wrapped up typically in ourself. That's the flesh. Oh, by the way, verse 10, is it there? There it is. Want to read it together? Let's go. If we say we have not sinned, I I didn't do anything wrong there. I I don't get your point. Why are you so upset? we say or think. Really, I did my best. I, I, I don't get the point. If we say we have not sinned, I, I didn't do it. Well, we lie. We do not the truth. And that may be because we're still the two-year-old or the eight-year-old in some way spiritually, and we haven't really gone past the, oops, sorry. <laughs> You're sorry. 
Some of you mothers have said that, fathers. I, I'm sorry. Somebody's got to clean up that thing, and where's the dog? Um, yeah. Would, it, would anybody like to share, a couple people share about that, how that, what that sounds like, uh, where you um, actually come up with a lousy reason for something, where, in fact, it took, sorry, I'm asking you to give an illustration of being a liar and, and, and the truth is not in you, but what, what is that? <laughs> I see, should I go on now? Um, no, what, what comes to mind? Uh, maybe an incident that may help the rest of us, seriously, uh, where we didn't, we don't, didn't get it. Anybody, maybe everybody else around got it, but we didn't get it. Ready got a story? Yes. Right. Okay, this is when we're, if you didn't hear that, this is when our children goof off some way and we get angry and then we rationalize with words our, uh, our anger, actually. Uh, justify it. Yeah. That's so comforting, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> Which is saying, I mean, what I'm saying is right, and I'm sorry you can't handle it, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, go ahead. Oh, yes. Yes. That's quite a justification, isn't it? Yes. Let me explain. We never say, let me explain my sin. No. Um, so it's, it's here in the personal conundrums of, of life that uh, where we're pretty sure we're right, we're pretty sure the other person isn't, and what happens is the third person of the Godhead doesn't get a word edgewise. Now, the, the person who's walking in humility, the person who's walking in humility through the day is in touch with the Holy Spirit and asks the Holy Spirit, so what is your take on that line? What would you say that happened there with the kid or my one-liner? Um, and, and it's not been easy for me to hear the Spirit of God, and it may not be easy for you, but boy, he wants to speak to us. Otherwise, he's dormant. And I have a hunch for some of you, he's been dormant for years. That is a bummer. Agreed? He wants to speak. He wants to share the love. He wants to guide you. Give it a try, please. Otherwise, he's ignored. It's a terrible thing. And I really, I continue to look back and I lament uh, the silence uh, that the four-year-old or five-year-old, the 15-year-old, the 25-year-old, probably the 35-year-old, uh, where I did not know uh, that I could talk to him and I could actually hear from him. Ephesians 4, I want us to look at this, this scripture here where Paul talks about the sins in the church and how it 
how it grieves the spirit. So let's have a look at this and read it together. It's, uh, there's, it ends at the, it's at the end, but let's read it together. Mind the way here, by the way. Get out of the way. Let's go together. Therefore, put away falsehood. For we are members one of another. Be angry and don't sin. Do not give. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So here he is talking to the Ephesian church. And actually that letter was a circular letter. didn't actually go to just Ephesian church. So it was a broad letter. Oops, put it back up, please. Thank you. So you have, can you see a number of issues, of sin issues there? There's a number of them there. There's anger issues for sure. And the anger issue, see, see how actually frightening it is? Don't give the devil an opportunity. Like a foot, it's actually like a foothold. If you continue to insist that I am right to be ticked off of that, there is a, there is a holy anger, but we're not necessarily that good at that. Not that it doesn't happen in our life. We can have holy anger. But where it's not holy, then the devil has a challenge. Oh, here's a sucker. Here's somebody who's all into himself, herself, and he comes in. We give him an opportunity to, like, make it even worse, and it's probably happened to you and me. And then these other issues that must have been happening in the church, that there are actually crooks in that church, or thieves who were stealing. Golly. But, but here's the option to stealing. Whatever they were stealing, I don't know. The offering, probably, um, but, but here's an option. And then the idea of the, the, the person with the corrupt mouth, there's an option. It's a beautiful option. And then he says, and the sentence, can, it's a long sentence, and the sentence is, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. It's all connected to the Holy Spirit. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. He sealed the salvation deal. And here we are bringing him pain. Please become aware of God who lives in you. Wow. And then add the First Thessalonians uh, 19. Can you read it? Do not quench the spirit. Wow. He lives in us. He was sent by Jesus. Remember the verse Jesus is saying, a little before he goes to the cross, I'm not going to leave you alone. And he must have smiled like, what? I'm going to send another comforter, another paraclete. Paraclete's the idea of one who comes alongside to help. I'm going to send you another help. I've been helping you for about a 1,000 days, really, three years or so. I'm going to send you another comforter. And so he did. And if you read Acts chapter 2, Wow, what happened there in Acts chapter 2 when Peter spoke and thousands got saved. Spirit was in them. Something was going on. Power. They didn't have any themselves. So the Spirit wants to open up our eyes to biblical truth. He wants to bring conviction of sin. These are good things. 
Otherwise, we go on in our life, screwing up life all over the place. Don't even know what's, 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 what's the problem. Why don't I have, why, why, why? It's because we are self-leading. There's another self-hyphen word. It's akin, quenching is, the, is like pouring water on a fire. It's like throwing dirt on a bonfire. We quenched it. Okay. Stuff happens when we do that. Stuff happened in my life in my 40s. I got careless with my soul. I'm, by the way, I'm 78. So half a year, life ago. I got careless with my soul. I knew a lot of Bible truth, preached a lot of Bible truth, mentored a lot of men, Bible truth, but I didn't always heed the Bible truth. There's the world system, the whole world system, how it operates. There's the flesh, that is the the old nature that we were born with. And then there's the enemy, the Christ-hater, who got his clutches in me, the world, the flesh, the devil, got his clutches in me and led me willingly down the sexual temptation path. Apologize for this to you women. Leering at women in magazines and in books and stirring up my thoughts and imaginations the wrong way was married, I had children, this is where I was at. It's very sad. I hope I don't weep today, I weep, I wept and I wrote this. I weep pretty well every time, think of it. There was a woman in Bunnies in my life context that had marriage issues. Tragically, along that, in that time period, I lost some passion for my wife not just sexual passion, but just passion as a friendship, as a friendship, as a partner. And as Bunny describes it, we talked about this a couple in the last days. Uh, I wasn't a very happy person. I didn't notice, but I wasn't. I would listen to this woman's issues and commiserate with her. Her marriage issues—it's ridiculous that I was doing this. What did I have to offer? and offered some counsel, simply and sadly said, we gave each other a lot of attention. Mercifully, by the way, it was not never sexual, that is physically, but it was cockeyed. It was wrong. Mercifully, the the spirit called me to attention and I responded. Slowly, but steadily, but slowly. I stepped away from the woman, literally, and thank God she moved towards her husband. And I finally agreed to a brother's counsel to tell the truth to Bunny. I did not want to do it. I wanted to do it. I was torn. It was very wounding to my wife. But the comforter in both of us, the Holy Spirit, drew us together. Bunny forgave me, and the 
Spirit poured out grace on both of us. Remarkable. Remarkable. Wow. So, of course, grace is always undeserved. I felt it more in those, in those times. But he was very comforted by, these are his, her words, uh, when we talked about this, Bunny was very comforted by my always being open and honest and my insistence on remaining repentant, all of which enhanced our recovering love and closeness. Ultimately, quite a few years later, had to wait, once all our children were married, we visited each of them separately and told them of our, my sins and asked their forgiveness, which they all freely gave me. Those are debts. That's a big one, or big ones, but we all have this privilege in this prayer of saying, forgive us our debts. Now, apparently, I needed to say, so what are my debts? Because I was stupid. You know what stupid means? Being in a what? Stupor. How could, how could one be in a stupor like that? One can fool oneself. One can have friends who, who nod and say, no, no, it's not, or whatever. Because we're not, we can be listening to everything and everyone except the Holy Spirit. So Bunny, in, re, in rehearsing this with Bunny yesterday, she suggested that I ask all of you, I don't know if I... Yeah, I did, didn't ask you to put this up, but listen to it. What seems to have got your attention these days that you may recognize are not in line with God and even with your prayers? We can pray things. We can pray every day, and we can miss what God wants us to pray about because <laughs> prayer isn't just a, prayer is a dialogue. Ideally, not just saying our thing. Hey, God, would you, Father, would you keep me safe today as I drive down the road? It's a good prayer. And there's lots of them. But there is a, we are talking to a person here who may want to like speak back and you hopefully would love to hear him what he says because he's smarter and better in everything than you are. When we say, your kingdom come and your will be done, that's like in me. Would, you, would your kingdom come in me today? Scary. Don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to trust you because you love me. You would never hurt me. You are for me all the way. You're my advocate. Holy Spirit's called an advocate. And your will be done. I think you've been already telling me some of your will, and I've, I've, I've asked forgiveness because I haven't done a darn thing about it. Please forgive me. What's the will again? What are you thinking? What do you want me to do? That's the prayer that Jesus taught his men. And those were some dudes who uh, weren't like hot stuff all the time. So the Lord tells, teaches us, 
uh, forgive us our debts. So maybe time for you and for me to say, so what, what's the debt? Oh, it's a, it's a debt of love. That's what it is. Let's have a look at that verse. Well, first of all, debts refer to owing. This is sort of a, I found a good book, good theological back and how, here's how they defined it. Debts refer to our owing what we ought to be and what we ought to, be, ought to do. That's a debt. We're talking both sins of omission and, with, and, and sins of commission. There's just some things we're not, we're not doing, we haven't thought of going, or whatever it may be, that's omission. And then we're more aware sometimes of our commission if we'd actually ask somebody uh, like the father or even my, our friend. So here's this verse. Let's read it together, nice and loudly. Owe no one anything. So what does Jesus say? The commandments are, are summed up in what? Somebody want to quote it? My commandments are summed up in this one truth. Come on. We have a multitude of voices, okay. But I'm sure you all said it right. <laughs> yes, to love, our Lord, love, love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and all our mind. Talk about that with the Lord for a while, over a period of days. That's four different things. One of the Gospels only comes up with three. He's forgetful, or he didn't hear the Spirit or something, but it's okay. Um, no, I, I, I apologize. There's no error in the Scripture. And love your neighbor as yourself. How are you doing in loving yourself? Party pretty, almost 100%, right? <laughs> yeah. Forgive us our debts, we pray. Forgive me for not loving. Forgive me for not Forgive me for being angry at my neighbor. Forgive me for ignoring my annoying child. There's a million ones, right? This is the debt we need for forgiveness. When we're praying that, that's what we're praying for. So sometimes we're asking for forgiveness and we're not even there. Please forgive my debts. We don't mean that because we don't even know what our debts are. They're debts of love and we don't even necessarily know that. We haven't even gone there. But it's okay to pray it and ask. So mm, what am I actually saying here, Father? What, what, what do you want me to uh, be forgiven of. What, what is hurting your heart? What is grieving the spirit? Because I would love to honor the truth. I would love to be a lover. It really helps if we know that we're loved people. Amen?
if we know we're loved and we're, we're, even if life is tough, we still know because of the scripture. My big, uh, my big concern here for this church and the church before and the church before that I have been part of is that people are not, in a broad sense, uh, reading the scriptures. They're not reading to learn and study. They're not giving time to it because we're, we're really busy. We're really sort of busy. Now, I know you, some of you actually read a Bible on this. I don't, <laughs> but because uh, I'm old, um, and I have these Bibles that I actually write in. <clears throat> but God wants to say a lot of fabulous things to us, and I so, I pray for us, including me, that we will love to hear God speak. That we would love for the Spirit to teach us. So, that's it. I've run out of time. What do you think? Don't answer it. But what do you think? What are you going to do with this? This is big time. This is Jesus giving us the model of prayer. I pray, Lord, for, for me first and my brothers and sisters. I pray, I call on you to help us, to honor you. Help us to love you with all our heart. Deliver us from self-love, please. And all the other self-hyphen words that are brutal. And lead us to love you and to love our neighbor. Oh, he's showing us. I pray that what your truth has said today will capture our hearts. That you'd get the glory. We bring you joy. And we bless a whole lot of people. Help us to know that we're loved people. We don't have to cover ourselves and take care of ourselves like we do. You're, you're our dad. Jesus, you're our friend and savior. Holy Spirit, you're our counselor and comforter. We've got it covered. You, you, we're covered by you. Give us faith to believe that.